Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Jillian. I have had a hard year, dude. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I can always tell oh when, gosh. when sometimes the, the wow. you start with that, that. God, I think that like in business, people are prided on unethical behavior. You know, it's like, oh, this is where I can take out all of my sociopathic behaviors. You know, how bad can I screw you? How bad can I exploit you? How can I get one over on you? And it's where it's like, whoa, but it's business. Then it just makes you smarter. You know what I mean? Like Savvy. Savvy, yeah, right. It, you know, it, I'm a shrewd. I'm a shrewd. Be- when it's just unbelievably, like, unethical and malicious, and I've just had the worst year with that kind of stuff. And, it, you know, it's – and I see it. You know, we, and unfortunately, my company is always in, big, in business with very big companies, and we learn very hard lessons. And I, I kind of said to my business partner, I was like, "Think of us as a third world country, you know, because we're this, <laughs> this little company with like fifteen employees." I was like, "Think of us as a third world con- company, and think of these multi-billion-dollar conglomerates that we're doing deals with as first world com- con- countries. What does a first world country do to a third world country?" <laughs> It's like rape, pillage, plunder, steal all the natural resources and leave everything in a shambles. Sorry I, if I offend your politics, but I'm really speaking more about the year that I've had as a person. And I try to look at it. It's very interesting because I've made, you know, I'm trying so hard not to respond impulsively in ways that make the situation worse. Right. And, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about when it's time to fight and when it's time to flee. Because you don't want to be a pushover and you don't want to be a doormat. But you also don't want to be wasting your time and getting into battles that stress you out and exhaust your resources even farther and, you know, dig you in deeper and make matters worse. And I read this quote uh, the other day and it said, stop trying to fix what's broken 
and focus all that energy on building something new. That's great. Like, instead of trying, you know, and I just thought about it in, in a million different ways. You know, if people don't believe in gay marriage, don't sit there and try to tell them why they're wrong. Try to teach a new generation to be more loving and more accepting. You know, you're not going to win. You're not going to win that fight. And But even, like, if there's a business venture that's broken, like, don't sit there and try to fight it out and say, you're wrong and here's why you're wrong. You once had a segment with me about, like, our need to be right, Mm -hmm. you know? Don't waste all that energy because you're just going to get in a pissing match anyway. Instead, focus on taking what you've learned and channeling that energy into a new business venture. And recently, oh, my God, you know, my the fourth thing that's happened this year, because we talked a little bit about something bad that had happened, and um, it involved a lawsuit, uh... And very unfortunately, I can't talk about it because the case is sealed, and I I would have. But my lawyer made a mistake, um, and, uh, you know, I got – anyway, to make a long story short, these really bad people ended up getting away with murder because of a technicality and because they had all the money in the world to exploit the legal system. Sure. And at, at some point, it was like, all right, I can keep fighting this and run the risk of being sued for millions and millions and millions of dollars or I can be smart and just, you know, mediate this, take my licks and live to fight another day. So it's like, when do you fight and when do you flee? And just because you might be quiet or you might not get into a brawl doesn't mean you're weak. And that's something that I have to keep telling myself. Because if, if you're out there and you're like me and you're a fighter and everything is very historical for you and a friend of mine was like, God, girl, who are you fighting? And it's like my dad, you know, the bully, the domineering bully, uh, you know, the person that tries to make me feel small, the person that tries to shame me, the person that tries to, you know, bully me and overwhelm me. And that has this big historical response. But sometimes it's just not worth it. Now, how do you choose? And I think what you need to really do is look at a situation broadly. It's like, is this issue going to matter tomorrow Is it going to matter, you know, a week in the future, several months into the future? If the answer is yes, then, yeah, you need to fight. You need to stay and you need to fight and you need to deal with it. But if it's like, no, I just want the last word, you know. So there was this um, lawyer, I guess, that had said to um, some of my coworkers that he was going to he was going to put me on a leash. And, of course, you know, the first thing that happened was Bob came and ran and told. Oh, dear. Bob was like, you know, ran and told me. And I wanted, of course, to call this guy and just be like, you know, do you have a daughter? Do you have a wife? Like, did your mother not love you the right way? Because don't ever say, you know, and just just unravel. Don't ever say you're going to put a woman on a leash. You're misogynistic. And then I was like, okay, how will that be helpful? How is that a useful you know, how is that me using my time and my energy properly? What does it accomplish? Does it give me, like, the satisfaction of being like, you know, hey, you know, you know. It, it's like trying to t- take power over a situation, and that's not taking power over a situation. Taking power over a situation is going, who cares what this guy says? Is he able to affect me negatively, yes or no? And what is the most productive way to deal with it? So before you get into a brawl, stop and ask yourself, does this really matter? Does it really affect your life? Do you really need to get into a screaming match or a pissing match with this person? How could it make the situation worse? Will it get you closer to your goals? 
If the answer is no, don't engage. Don't waste your time. Channel that energy more positively. Now, with that said, there is a situation that is extremely wrong, and I do have to fight it. And it is worth, and I and I even said to the individuals that I'm dealing with in this matter, I said, you know, look, I don't want this fight. I don't. This is the last thing I want to do right now for a million reasons. Uh, I would rather us just move on from one another and not engage. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. It's damaging all around. I'd like to just say, you know, I hate you. <laughs> not say that. You know what? This doesn't work between us for whatever reason let's go our separate ways with regard to business um and unfortunately it's a situation where i do have to stay and fight and i've said you've left me no choice you know you've done something that's false that's defamatory uh and unfortunately you've left me no choice but to have to fight you in the following ways that is no good for either of us and in this particular instance, it is something that will have a lasting effect. It is something I have to stay and fight. And the way I need to fight it is still with class. Not screaming, not yelling, not losing my temper. And that has been so hard for me because when, you know, whenever I feel like I'm being wronged or someone's being malicious or someone's being cruel or, you know, my response is to just, you know, you, don't, you know that very historical. Don't poke the bear. Yes. And I, it doesn't serve me. Yeah. So when you do need to stay and fight, because it is a matter of self-defense, and I think that's the answer. Even in martial arts, it's like, well, if it's self-defense, if you didn't have a choice, you stay and fight. If it's not, if it's because you're angry that day or you're exhausted or it reminds you of something or, you know, it's the principle. If it's not self-defense, keep walking, man. Keep going. Don't waste your money. Don't waste your time. Don't stress yourself out. Don't waste your energy. Build something new. Channel it into a new relationship, a new business venture, a new scenario. And I think that's the key because I've really been trying to figure that out. Is like, when do I fight and when do I flee? What's smarter? And one of them I fleed and one of them I have to fight. And it's how I fight it too. Smart, like smart, professional. Don't get emotional. It's not emotional, unfortunately. You defend yourself with all legal recourse, take all the necessary actions, you know, handle it appropriately, but don't allow yourself to get emotional. And when I was really looking at, you know, when I wanted to respond in an emotional way, I had to just remove myself from the situation. And my mom and I were talking about it and she's like, honey, your desire to say this or that or the other is you feeling like a need to exert power over the situation. But it's not. It's not a powerful way to behave. It shows that you're, you're emotional and you're losing control. And then when you do fight, make sure it's not a historical fight. Who cares if the guy says he's going to put me on a leash? He's obviously not able to do that. So what the hell do I need to engage with him for? That's not powerful. That's powerless. That's a position of weakness. You know, I don't need to. I don't need to. It's like I don't need to have that fight. Wait, because you don't know who you're fighting then. I know when I'm you're fighting, fighting my history, dad. Well, no, but I mean, yeah. well, but, but, but with him, yeah. It, it, I know. There could be a generation of, you could be fighting his grandma. You I know. know. I mean, you don't know that. It's, this, it, you, I know. It's like, going into a, it's like going to a gunfight with a knife. What's that called? Going to a, going to bringing a, a, bringing a knife to a gunfight. Gun That's right, Jillian. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that, bringing a knife to the gunfight. Oh, oh, God. Well, I think maybe oh. we should stop now. Before All right, I... yeah, do it. I, I, I...
So, we're excited to have a new sponsor today, Janice. I love that. Loveocracy.com. Cool. Kind of a cool name, right? Mm -hmm. So, Loveocracy is this really cool website where you can buy recommended pins, like pinning something that you like, right? A, A snapshot of it. You can buy recommended pins, posts, tweets, and or shares from all around the web. So let's say I discovered um, a perfume or a, an a outfit or a computer or a cool set of headphones or whatever, and someone pins it or posts it or talks about it, right. this thing finds it on the web, and basically their team searches all over the internet and tracks down the lowest price from the most reliable retailers, so you're not going to ever have to hunt it down. So they find it for you and then find the lowest price for you. Isn't that cool? And the whole idea is that marketing is sort of like, you know, doesn't really work anymore. So it's based off of personal recommendations. Ain't that the truth? Isn't that the coolest? It's no, but it's true. I know. All you have to do is simply buy with a click and you're done. It's that easy. So you can join Lovocracy today and you're going to receive a $10 credit to purchase anything on the site. And that's L U V O C R A C Y dot com. Go check it out. You're going to dig it. We both know Autumn digs it. It's supposed to be working. Bless her heart. So I kind it's sort of a snappy-ish fitnessy kind of thing. I took some of the uh, easier to answer email questions from our listeners and thought I would rattle off some answers. Very good. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first question was, what's better, kettlebells or barbells and dumbbells? The answer is they're different and they do different things. So while sure there are some exercises that. Uh, You can do with either. A bicep curl can happen with a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Uh, A shoulder press or a chest press can happen with either. Uh, But in reality, you want to use them for different things. So you want to use the kettlebell for dynamic exercises like a kettlebell swing, for example. And if you're trying to build strength and you're doing straightforward free weights like a chest press, a shoulder press, uh, a bicep curl a tricep extension, so on, then you want to use a a clean, a power clean, you know, all the Olympic lifting stuff that the CrossFit people like to do. You want to use dumbbells and barbells to build strength, but you want to use kettlebells to be more metabolic. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, And so the the whole idea here, they did a study um, where they took 30 men and they asked them to train with kettlebells, Uh, And traditional weights, right? So one group did kettlebells, one did traditional weights twice a week. And after six weeks, the guys that used traditional weights, and when I say traditional weights, you know, I mean dumbbells and barbells, um, they boosted their squat max, like how much they could lift, by 14%. They upped an average of 18 pounds. Whereas the guys who did kettlebells for those exercises only boosted by 4% or 5 pounds. So the reason for this is, is fairly obvious it allows you to have a cleaner movement. Like if you're trying to chest press a kettlebell, it's a hell of a lot 
more difficult yeah. to load up a kettlebell and you know balance it against your wrist and what have you, whereas you could just load up a barbell and literally the kinesiology of of the movement, the ergonomic, like the the way your body can handle the bar and so on, allows you to add more weight and therefore build more strength. So if you're going for very traditional weightlifting and you want to build strength and you want to build size, you want to go with dumbbells and you want to go with barbells. But if you're looking for things that are going to make you more athletic, that are going to improve your tennis game, that are more metabolic, that are going to burn more calories, then it's a kettlebell movement like kettlebell swings. And this is because it incorporates more muscle groups. It deals with speed, flexibility, core strength, explosive power. And remember, the more muscle groups you're using, the more calories you're burning. So that's going to allow you to burn more calories during the workout and after the workout's over. So kettlebells will make you likely more functional with regard to your fitness level mm-hmm. because they, they force the body to synergize different muscle groups. They're more core-based, uh, but they're not going to help you build size and strength in the way that dumbbells and barbells would. And my suggestion always is mix it up, you know, unless you have very specific goals. If it's like, no, I just, just want to be huge. Well, all right. But very few people just want to be huge. Yeah. I, I want people to be more functional and uh, fit to be functional, more athletic overall. Mm-hmm. And so I mix it up. So for those very straightforward exercises, use barbells and dumbbells. And then don't forget to do your kettlebell swings, your Turkish get-ups, and all of that stuff with your kettlebells. I've had a tur- I've worn a Turkish get-up back in the day. The good old days? In the good old days. Right. <laughs> right. Would you like to tell us about that? Nope. I would like to hear it. Oh, Autumn just left the room. She <laughs> went to puke in her mouth for a second. <laughs> Throw up, burp. Yeah. What do you want to tell us? Just no. Come on. No. Go ahead. No. It Get it really, off your chest. No, it just was a it was a party, and we dressed up, and I was kind of in a kind of a Turkish. I don't remember because part, part of the outfit. Yes, I was. Yeah, it, and it part of the outfit was left somewhere. I don't know, and I to this day. Someone's out there with half my Turkish out get up on. <laughs> and I hope they're having a hell of a good time. The panty part? Yes, it was the bottom part. Right. Okay. What's right. next on here? Whoo! All right. The next one is about recovery days. So oh. I got asked, should I take a rest day? Should I do nothing on my rest day? How do you deal with a rest day? How often do you take a rest day? Um, all right. So I like... Two rest days a week. But one, if you're only going to take one, that's okay too. I take two because I'm not actively trying to lose weight. So I want my body to recover. I'm not looking for that extra calorie burn. I like to do, everybody knows, or if you're at all familiar with the way that I train, I train the front muscles, um, you know, my chest, shoulders, triceps, muscles with the same function, quads and lower abs, two days a week with two days of rest in between. So like Monday, Thursday, and I train the back of my body, Pull muscles and glutes and hamstrings, uh, obliques, upper abs, uh, two days a week. So like Tuesday, Friday with a cardio day on a Wednesday or a Saturday, and I take two days off. But if you only take one day off, that's okay. You need to make sure, though, that you're not training the same muscle groups over and over, back to back, or the body's never having a chance to repair or heal. That's why we have muscle splits, which we've talked about. But if it is your off day and you must take at least one off day, it doesn't mean I want you to be completely sedentary. It doesn't mean lay on the couch and eat Cheetos. <laughs> the idea here is that 
you know, you don't want to go to the gym and do strenuous exercise, but you do want to have an active day, an active recovery day. I mean, if you think of the way that we were built, if you're somebody who subscribes to a paleolithic kind of mentality, even though I'm not with regard to you know, eating tons of bacon, that's not something I advocate per se, but if you're going to subscribe to that concept, right, of, all right, you know, how are we designed? Well, we never had days where we didn't have to hunt and we didn't have to gather. Right. You should be moving. So a good rule of thumb is, you know, get a body monitoring device. Obviously, I work with um, the body media armband, and it can show you how many steps you've taken. Live in motion. Walk to the store. Ride your bike, uh, you know, down the street. Uh, stay, Stand up instead of sit down. We've talked about this a lot, you know. Be active still, even though you're not exercising, and aim for 10,000 steps. If you get 10,000 steps a day, you can burn 500 additional calories. That's a lot. That's like an hour of crazy exercise. So It really will. That's amazing. We tend to, though, we yeah. always have this black and white in, in America. It's like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. It should be an active recovery day. You still want to live in motion. You still want to be mobile. You don't want to lay on the couch and be completely sedentary. Um, and then last but not least, I had a question uh, about caffeine again. Okay, we all know I um, caffeine is very complicated, uh, and like many things in life, it's about balance. You know, even with vitamins and minerals, if you have too much of it, it can be extremely bad. Vitamin A can be extremely toxic if you have too much of it. Vitamin C can really upset your stomach if you have too much of it. Everything is about balance. So when you read about caffeine, I mean, it provided you don't have high blood pressure or heart disease and your doctor says it's okay to have caffeine, there are a host of potential benefits from uh, helping with type 2 diabetes to uh, helping to improve cognitive function to enhancing the intensity of your workouts. Uh, Coffee, however, is not the ideal form to get your caffeine for two reasons. While coffee does have a lot of caffeine, coffee is not just caffeine. In fact, coffee is only like 2% of what makes up coffee is caffeine, even though the quantity of caffeine in coffee can be high. Uh, The first thing is you can't regulate your caffeine when you have a coffee. So you might think, oh, this cup of coffee is 100 milligrams of caffeine, but a grande Starbucks is 330 milligrams of caffeine. The reality is that you don't want to have any more than 400 milligrams of caffeine a day. And the equation of that would be... Two strong cups of coffee, it just depends on the roast, how dark it is, how long you've brewed it for, how much of it you're drinking. It's very difficult to regulate. In addition, coffee is not time-released in your system, so it slams the adrenal glands. So if you can get it in a pure supplement form, a clean supplement form, which is why I invested in eBoost, that's obviously how I get my caffeine, because when it's blended with antioxidants, um, and often a citrus brand, something like a grapefruit seed extract, for example, it allows the caffeine to be time-released in the body. It breaks down more slowly, so it's not slamming your adrenal glands in the same way that a cup of coffee would. Coffee also has a host of other things in it, and while there are antioxidants and uh, all kinds of stuff going on, there's also bad stuff in coffee. So coffee has a ton of chlorogenic acid, which can cause irritable bowel syndrome or GERD or upset your stomach or make you nauseous. Coffee also has uh, something in it that, unless it's filtered, it can raise your bad cholesterol. It can actually raise your LDL. So you have to get uh, coffee and you don't, you have to filter it. 
and you don't want to filter it through a bleached filter. You want to filter it through a non-bleached filter. If it's not organic, it's going to have tons of pesticides on it. So, you know, if you're just jamming through Starbucks, it's, I highly, I don't think their coffee's organic. Not to say that I I haven't been to Starbucks. Of course I have, but. I don't think it is. No, which is why, you know, coffee's a heavily sprayed crop. So if you're going to buy the organic roast and you're going to grind it at home and you're going to filter it through, you know, an unbleached filter and you're going to be very smart about regulating your dose, then sure. But in supplement form, especially if you're using it as an aid for your workouts, it's way better to take in supplement form, 45 minutes before you train. Uh, and, and I don't mean like hydroxy cut. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like, hold on, I want to blow my head off of my shoulders. Although nowadays, even when you look at things like hydroxy cut, they're fairly benign. There is no more ephedrine on the market that's been taken off of the market. Anything that was dangerous has been removed from the market. Right. You can't put, you know, back in the old days when I was a kid, it was like an ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin stack. You can't put aspirin in supplements anymore um, because, it, or I don't even think you ever could. Aspirin is, uh, is it's a drug uh, because it, they've taken white willow bark, which is a natural inflammatory, but they've added the acetyl group to it, making it something that's been patented. It's not naturally occurring anymore. So... You know, ephedrine, which was Mao Wong, is illegal. You can't even find that anymore. So That speeds your heart up, right, the ephedrine? Well, back in the old days, they used to think like an ephedrine caffeine stack. And, you know, it was always debatable. Then people would say, well, the drug companies were going after it because they wanted to promote their diet drugs like oh. fentramine and so on. Yeah. But the reality is I just wouldn't, even if it was legal, I would just say like, dude, just caffeine. You know me. I'm very straightforward. Caffeine. 400 milligrams, a controlled dosage, a time-release dosage with antioxidants. Also, coffee is very dehydrating, whereas if you're just having caffeine pure, it's not going to dehydrate you in the same way, especially if it's coming with antioxidants and electrolytes. So hmm. I, you know, I'm a huge advocate of supplementation instead. Ah, I, I did not know all that stuff about the caffeine. That was very yeah. interesting. I know. I know. Caffeine, you know, it's my drug of choice. It's how I, dude, it, it, by the way, like, again, I hate to say, if I take it 45 minutes before I work out, the difference in my workout is like night and day, night and day, whereas mm-hmm. if I am not caffeinated. Yep. No, I believe and it. it. But it, yeah. all the studies will show it, 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 it boosts your endurance, it mobilizes your fat stores, it spares muscle tissue, it, uh, it, it decreases your, your pain sensitivity so you can lift longer, you can lift harder, you can lift heavier. It's a tool for, if you're going to use it in this way, for intensifying your exercise. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. And I'm now, done. now we'll uh, take some questions from the people, from the folks. Fine. From the folks. Well, the good. All right. We'll be right back. I cannot tell you how many people I've trained mm-hmm. that have ended up becoming personal trainers. Mm. I think that people who appreciate 
how fitness has empowered them in every facet of their lives suddenly feel compelled to share that message with others. Pass it uh, forward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it in, in so many Biggest Loser contestants. And even back in the day when I would just work with, even 10 years ago when I was training soccer moms, they would take it up as a, a side job because they loved it so much. Or maybe you are a fitness fanatic. But if you are considering a career as a personal trainer, you want to check out the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I have to tell you that you know I was an overweight kid. We all know that. And I fell into this line of work because I loved it. Not necessarily so much, oh, I love feeling the burn, but I love how it empowers me. And I love subsequently empowering others in the same way. And if you feel passionate about that, I highly recommend you check these guys out. Because right now, certified personal trainers are in higher demand than ever. And NASM can help you make your goals a reality. They're going to guarantee that you will land a job within 90 days of earning your certification or you get your money back. So you can get started right now with a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, and easy online program. All you have to do is go to usatrainer.com. What's that again? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) usatrainer.com. Okay, we're back, and Jean would like to talk to you. Hey, Jean, what's up? Hey, uh, quite a bit, but uh, I have uh, <laughs> a quick question for you. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, There's 10 kids yeah. lighting the house on fire right now, and <laughs> my company's going yeah, bankrupt, And but I'm sorry. Yeah, um, that's, just, that's a page from my life. I apologize. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> no, uh, what I called about was um, I've uh, recently started training um, for a 5K, Oh, okay. uh, I did or a 10K. Sorry, I did a 5K last April, and when I was training, I was doing it in the winter, okay. so uh, I wasn't having a lot of problem with being hot. I was actually freezing because I was running outside. Gotcha. I subsequently uh, moved to working out in a gym okay. and uh, running on a treadmill. And the problem I'm having with uh, the running is chafing and stuff. So my question to you uh, is okay. to wear underwear or not wear underwear? Um, and what are your suggestions for new runners like me and uh, workout clothes? Okie dokie. Um, it's fine to go commando, but I have to have a caveat. You are not allowed to wear um, capri pants that are... Over, I'd say, six months to a year old. Moose knuckle. No, it's just that if you bend over, they're see-through. Oh. Yeah, I've had that happen to me in yoga class. Not to me. I've been behind a down dogger <laughs> and <laughs> scarred for life. So, okay. so the thing is, it's okay to do because I have to admit, like I have found, I don't like when the cotton underwear gets sweaty, and then the it just feels like you're wearing sweaty drawers, and it's just there's not a, like a fitness underwear situation, and like I'm fine, I'm fine with that, but you've got to make sure that you've got some serious opaque fabric. You understand what I'm saying? 
Right, right. And see, I don't do the uh, the capri things. I'm, I'm almost six foot tall, so I kind of ah. wear more of like a board short kind of mm. uh, type thing. But the shorts a little short. risky. The shorts a little yeah. risky. How about like a like a thinner sweat pant, like a capri ish sweat pant kind of a thing? I could try that. It, I, I guess I steer clear of the capri because it looks like I'm wearing uh, 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 high waters. Even uh, like <laughs> even like a longer. Okay, okay. Even a longer sort of sweatpant that's like a thinner fabric. Um, okay. But a board short doesn't really sound like that's no good for running, buddy. That sounds like a chafing sort of situation. That that could be part of the problem. Is is the yeah yeah. So what about sliders? Don't don't what the you, hell's a slider? They're like the what the baseball players were under their I like a a seventies running short. No, 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 no. I know. What, I know what Janice is talking about. There's a there's shorts that you can wear. There's like um uh uh kind of a fitness thing that you can put on underneath your shorts so when you slide on the ground you don't. Exactly. She's not up. sliding on the ground. No, but but they're but that that's where they were created. But they're like a tight. Right. They're like tight, like cut off tights. But it depends on the fabric because All you don't right. want to get. Well, a, but she's got to wear that under something. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, if she has the board, I'd say she, something loose. I'd say honestly, a, a pair of loose, light sweats, and um, and you know what you use for chafing? Aquaphor. Rub, Aquaphor. Yeah, rub it on your inner thighs. Aquaphor. It also keeps the moisture off your skin. So, like, you know, athletes get jock itch and they get yeah. the the athlete's foot and the whole thing. If you put the Aquaphor on and it keeps the moisture off of your skin and it helps with chafing. It's a gel or a cream? It's just a, it's, I hate to say this, it's a petroleum-based cream. But it works, it works really, it's not great for you, but it works well if you're having well, a chafing problem. And I actually had something else that I was using that's not actually meant for it, but I was getting blisters on my feet, so I was... Um, Putting some stuff and that kind of helped uh, with the blisters there. I know I probably need to get a better pair of shoes, but um, I was just I gonna look- say, honey, I think you might need a new pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, actually, new shoes. So um, the uh, the major the major problem I was having, though, like I said, was this last time I, I hit my five miles um, in the in the training, and I was just miserable because uh, mm-hmm. I was chased. My underwear was soaking wet, and I'm like, there's got to be a better way. So. I did look up, are, what are your thoughts on, um, like, the specialty underwear? Because I did see, but they're kind of expensive, um, oh. underwear that were listed for running. I've never even, that's amazing. I've not even heard of specialty underwear. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, she wears a G-string. I don't. I told you I don't like <laughs> floss in my butt crack. You know this. I've told you this before. I know, but I can't. I can never run in a G-string. It would just feel like something was flossing my butt the entire run. <laughs> I, I like a pair of of. Uh, either very th- thick material capri pants or sweats, like a loose pair of sweatpants to do my running. And in. you always go commando. Uh, I do when I run because, like, it's all sweaty and yucko. I don't like anything creeping up my butt or anything like that. Right, yeah. yeah. I, like, this is maybe, <laughs> it's just because when you run, you run, it just kind of, sl- no, uh-uh, no. I'd say a lo- opaque capris or a loose pair of sweats. Um, that are a lighter fabric that you feel comfortable in, uh, or, or you could get like running tights. Literally, yeah. they make running tights for that. But if you feel uncomfortable in that, kind of, it doesn't have to be capri length. It could be sure. that kind of fabric, um, and that whisks whisks away moisture. And then where you're getting that chafing, you use the Aquaphor. That'll help. Okay, cool. That sounds. Like I have to check a out good... these undies. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like twenty nine dollars for just one pair. So yeah, because they're wiki, they've keep... got that. I just don't think that's necessary. I would get like some. Yeah, I would get a pair of running pants. You know, you know, not they don't have to be capris, and uh, and then yeah, Jean, grease it up in Jean there. Don't Capri, she's too tall for that kind of stuff. You're a short, short stuff. You can wear that stuff. Yeah, I'm not not too much on the shorty shorts either. (laughs) I don't like those either. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Loose sweats or a pair of running capris, grease it up, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Have a bunch of fun. (laughs) Yeah, grease it up. Uh, And get some new shoes. New shoes, yes, yes. That's on my uh, that's on my agenda with all the things that are going on is uh, to try to get a new pair of shoes and actually go someplace and have them uh, fitted. So, yeah, especially um, if you're if you're training for a ten k, you're running, honey. You got to have good shoes. Yep, yep. I, I definitely agree. All right, you. All go. right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure, buddy. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye now. Things have now gotten heated in my house. I I am now officially in a heated competition with Heidi, Bob, and Giancarlo on (laughs) Lumosity.com. Like, it's not just, you know, people get so caught up in, like, physical challenges with their workouts and, you know, competing with one another. Now it's like we're challenging ourselves with these brain exercises and we're competing with one another. It's like, it's insane. So I... I don't know if you're a competitive person or if you just want to improve your memory and your attention span, your problem solving abilities, your reaction time. You've got to check this out. It's Lumosity.com. There are a bunch of different games that were created to work off of the neuroplasticity of your brain. It's like a personal trainer for your brain. It's the coolest thing ever, although you might end up killing your spouse if they beat you. If they beat you in one of the games, it's, it gets very serious. Uh, but I, I love it. It's an absolute blast. If you want to check it out, you go to lumosity.com. You just click the Start Training button to create your own program and then start playing your first game. That's lumosity, L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y.com. And tell them you heard it from me, Jillian Michaels. Just saying that. What? Well, you, you're very good at when people are in pain to um, find something. You're very good about getting them motivated to. How many pieces of candy do you have in front of you? Jake did that on purpose. There's like eight pieces of candy in front of you. No, but I haven't. I only had four so far that I hid in my bag before you came to the studio. And I, every time you were talking, I'd turn around and shove one in my pie hole. But Jake put these here on purpose to make it look like look at his face. Look at his face. Yeah, that's see, he's our got one straight his... engineer, Jake, <laughs> <laughs> aka son of Bruce Paul. Uh, what? Okay. What are you talking about? I'm just saying that you are trying a... to do a show here. You what are... are you talking about? I'm saying that you can get through pain with art. 
That's what are you, Bosky Hawk? What are you talking about right now? I'm saying that, well, I I went to a, a, a little show the other night. I went mm-hmm. to, I was invited to a party and mm-hmm. there was a, and they had three singer songwriters that came out and sang. Mm-hmm. And we were all in this back here. It was very cool. And this one girl was singing and she had lost her, no, I'm sorry, anyway, she had lost her son. She lost oh, her son. God. And but oh but she God. created this music around oh, the loss of him. God. And it was it was beautiful. Like oh the music God. was beautiful. And then I oh ran and then God. I was at a funeral. Hang on. <laughs> I was gonna oh give it Oh my God. I went to a funeral yeah. on Friday. Because oh. you know when you're in your fifties, either just you're going to party. No, 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 I mean, you either go to a lot of funerals when you get in your fifties because either uh, your friend's parents are passing or sometimes it's just you. Anyway. And I ran to an old friend, and I went, "Hey, blah, 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 we're talking." And she had gone to, uh, she was in the, had done some time in the psych ward, you know. And I went, "Oh, wow," you know. And I wasn't sure, you know, because I was eating my egg sandwich because there's always egg sandwiches at a funeral. I'm telling you, always egg sandwich. Anyway, and and so what? But she did though. She said that she Look found face. She Jake's found like interesting, interesting info. No, but she started. Well, part of her therapy was uh, was art therapy, and mm-hmm. so she started painting, okay. and now she's got th- paintings in a gallery, Ooh. like a gal. You know what I mean? Like, so, so the art and for and me when I was went through a very bad breakup, one of the many that I had <laughs> years ago, I t- went to pottery, and oh. and I took pottery. <laughs> Granted, we drank while we did the pottery. We became it became like a pottery night. We had red wine, and then we'd all get around and we'd make this pottery, and then the teacher would fire it while we were gone and we'd come back the next week and we'd see what we made. It was just... it was the wildest part, but it was it was incredibly. So I'm just saying that sometimes I know we automatically go, oh, we got to get out and exercise and and move our bodies when we're down or or tragedy has happened. But sometimes art, you know, like writing or or painting, or can pottery, be just a ther- drunken, pottery. drunken pottery, red wine pottery. We call it. it was the red wine pottery night. What if you don't have any talent? Like I don't. None of us I don't did. Sing. I don't play any music. Nobody does have talent. Can't really paint or draw. A stick figure, not even really. And um, okay, I bet you if you spent some time in the psych ward, you would find something. Every day is a psych ward. <laughs> no, I'm just biggest loser is a psych ward. You let me tell you. You have you ever done not anything? Not the contestants either. That's not them. Jillian, you've written. You've written stuff. I do like to write. You, I, 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 I do like to write. If if there was a, I, I enjoy writing. I'm, but I like to write books. Poet. I thought I you write like, poetry. You've written poetry. So so. I haven't written poetry when I was twelve. Have you ever tried to do it again? No. Why wouldn't you? Why don't you take a poetry? Why don't you go to UCLA poetry? and take a poetry class? When? In my spare time? Yes, in your spare time. Wait a second. You what? write songs. No. Oh, tuck my wiener. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's and, true. And dip it. That's right. Dip it good. Yeah. That's true. I do do that. But I think it's a side of you that, that maybe you should explore and see what happens. I'd rather just punch people. No, see, there's a physical. <laughs> I'm trying to get you away from the physical into into art have you mm. ever uh have you tried a pottery class do i look like i've tried a pottery class not not lately but, but maybe have have you ever tried uh uh some kind of modern dance 
Are you being serious right well, now? That's physical. I'm just saying that sometimes we forget that there's a whole other side of us that's untapped and that can be incredibly healing. Hmm. My mom does say that, you know, Bob is great at this though. But, but see, I feel like you've got to have talent to do this because I think you're right. Like, I do think that people who channel their pain into music or art or poetry, uh, you know, it's, it's extremely therapeutic and it's some of their best work. But I don't have talent. Like, Bob is a, he's great at photography. And he went through a breakup and it's like his pictures were just awesome. But I, I think you've got to have talent to do that. But I don't think you... You see that, that you're putting that in the way you're thinking that you have to have the talent to do it. I, I I can't. I'm not a potter. I can't make. But but I'm telling you what it did that that comrade just what it did for me out of that breakup was amazing. You sure it wasn't the wine? The wine definitely did help. <laughs> and I do have some of the pottery. <laughs> but I'm just saying you uh, don't have to be talented. You just do it for the love of doing it. All right. All right. I won't. Can't think about what I would do, but I, this, uh, this I don't know what I would know. do. What would I do? I what do I? I think you should write. I think you should. I think I seriously think you should write. I think you've got something inside of you to say without being, without it being uh, inspirational for everybody else. Just do it for you. You don't write for yourself. I write for myself. That's why I take courses at the college, and I'm the oldest one in the entire school. But that's okay. I love. <laughs> Do it for oh, something it. for you. All right, fine. Then everybody out there, you got to do it too. Okay, then that's the challenge. You throw down the gauntlet. Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. I'll write a poem and I will come back and it will say, I hate you. <laughs> Promise you'll write. I'm going to kill you. Oh, you know what? You. Pro- I know I'm going to gut you. Oh, my God. You're you not know- putting me on a leash. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's your that's your challenge. I challenge you, okay, to to sit down and write and write something. All right, fine. We'll check back in in another show and see All how right. that turns out. Thanking you. like listening to comedy try watching it on the internet the folks behind the sideshow network have launched a new youtube channel called wait for it it's got interviews with comedians like reggie watts todd glass liza schleichinger 
slicing dude i've been friends with her for 10 years one of the funniest people out there and i still have a hard time with the last name liza our very own owen benjamin that's me takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more you don't have to wait any longer just go to youtube.com slash wait for it comedy there's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and i love you